This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. For NPR Music, you're connected to All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan with the most beautiful music I've heard in 2022, and it's by Florist. Florist began as a solo project with Emily Sprague, but now on this new self-titled album, it's fully a band. The members, Emily Sprague, Johnny Baker, Rick Spataro, and Felix Walworth, recorded this new music on a screened-in porch with the birds singing along. The 19 tracks on this album include pensive electronic and acoustic interludes that make for a peaceful and thoughtful listen. Here's Emily Sprague to introduce us to the opening track, Red Bird Part 2, Morning. Redbird Part 2 is sort of like a prelude track on the album Florist. It's a gentle and familiar guide into the beginning of the 58-minute journey of the full album. Lyrically, it's about holding the dualities of life and death, memory and waking life, experiencing sadness but having so much to be thankful for. It's a collage of reflections and some kind of a prayer honoring the importance of our interconnectivity to everything. We recorded this track on a screened-in porch on a hot day in June. We wanted the instrumentation to be minimal, using analog synthesizers and guitars, with the vocals up front and almost spoken word-like. The nature sounds, the birds, the wind, it was all live with us on the porch as we recorded. So when you listen to the song, you can feel the sense of being in that space with us, embracing vulnerability and capturing those few minutes of life, just how they happened. Lost, but it 
Florist, the song Redbird Part 2 Morning is the first tune out on this self-titled album, which is out on Double Double Whammy, July 29th. Joan Shelley has made a new album in a time of huge life changes. There was, of course, the pandemic. The recordings were made while she was seven months pregnant, and Joan and her longtime soulmate and bandmate Nathan Salzberg got married 
in a county courthouse in Kentucky. Here's Joan Shelley to introduce us to the song, The Spur. So The Spur is a song inspired by the people in my life who kept me engaged and kept me from being apathetic and paralyzed during times when I felt threatened or despairing. And I say that in a time of environmental disasters and seemingly unsolvable problems that face our society. The spur in your side would be someone who keeps you curious and engaged despite that gloom. People that shade you from the glare of your own bubble so you can actually see what is going on and help you let go of thoughts and beliefs that maybe went stale, you know, don't apply anymore. And instead, creating new ways of seeing the world and meeting the challenges that are in front of us. This song is a kind of good luck charm, I hope, that, in, as it says in the chorus, all my friends and my enemies too, I'm with you. And that's an obvious meaning, you know, the fate of our worlds are tied and coming from that place of feeling, I think we can actually get ourselves out of these messes. I hope. Shade on my eyes 
Joan Shelley, along with Nathan Salzberg, and the title track to their new album, The Spur, which is out June 24th on No Quarter Records. So, my favorite new band name is Saturn, <laughs> like the planet, only sadder. <laughs> Saturn is a Philadelphia band with a debut album that is full of poetic storytelling. Snake is the first tune that turned me on to this group. Here's singer and guitarist Genevieve de Groot to tell us the origins of Snake. I wrote Snake while I was doing a work exchange on a homestead in North Carolina, and it came out of trying to process something that I was going through at the time in a relationship. And it's really about this specific cathartic feeling that happens after a period of turbulence or indecision where you kind of land squarely on a side about how you feel or what internal voice you want to listen to. So for me, it was about the gut feeling of just being in love and wanting to believe in that and be guided by it. So there's this super emotional core to the song that really gets amplified in the full band arrangement. It was actually this song that inspired the project to transition from being just John and myself doing acoustic duo stuff to being a full band with Amelia on drums and Tabitha plays bass. Um, just because this song needed the volume of catharsis that a full band setup makes possible. Honey, I was wrong. I had to walk down to turn get again. Look at my ways and hell, maybe I've learned something from bringing out my shame. I had to lay down with her if just to see it was the same thing that got me before.
You know that I am always yours if you'll still have me Though you're tired from that long walk over the chasm of Saturn, S-A-D-U-R-N, and the song Snake is from their debut album Radiator. It's out on May 6th on Run for Cover Records. I have a lovely wistful tune from Dana Gavansky. The Canadian singer is about to release her second album. It's titled When It Comes. Here's Dana to take us to the song I Kiss the Night. I wrote this song well, most of it, in Montreal, not long before the pandemic, while I was waiting for my visa to live in London. It was written in a state of feeling a bit overwhelmed, watching the snow fall over the city, watching my life take different shapes and questioning my stability, while also looking forward to finding new routes in a new city. I suppose it's about reaching beyond myself, beyond dependencies on other people and embracing the unknown or the loneliness that sometimes feels uncomfortable but is so important for creativity. I also wrote it with a kind of semi-innocent and childlike voice because while I think that's how it often feels to behold something new and exciting, that was mostly a subconscious choice. Oh 
Dana Gavansky and her song, I Kissed the Night. There's a magical stop-motion animation for this song with over 1,700 hand-drawn images. It's a perfect blend of sound and vision. I'll post that video on the All Songs Considered site. Dana Gavinsky's second album, when it comes, is out April 29th on Flemish Eye. It's break time, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message is brought to you by Apple Pay. Fussing with plastic cards should be a thing of the past. Instead, pay the Apple way. Apple Pay is easy, secure, and built into iPhone. All you have to do is set it up. Just add a card in the Wallet app and you're good to go. This message comes from NPR sponsor Bluehost, introducing Wondersuite. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few questions and get a unique, customizable WordPress website or store right away. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Hey, I'm Craig Finn. I've got a new album called A Legacy of Rentals. It's my fifth solo record, and it deals a lot with how we remember and pay tribute to people and places that are no longer with us, as well as events that are now part of the past. The first song on the record, Messing with the Settings, opens right on that note. It's written as a eulogy delivered by someone who has lost touch with the recently deceased, but still finds them very important. Through his reflections as he honors the departed, we learn some of the narrator's story as well. I brought this in as a very straight story told over some simple chords. The producer, Josh Kaufman, seized on one line. At sundown, it feels like I'm riding a train I'm not on. Together, we built that line into a chorus. The repetition makes it feel like an incantation of sorts, which I love. Early on in the process of making the song, we started hearing potential for strings. So we asked Trey Pollard at Space Bomb in Richmond, Virginia, to arrange and record a beautiful 14-piece section that makes the story more grand and cinematic. This is a song about grief, friendship, finding beauty in the mundane, and joy in the time that we have. It's called Messing with the Settings. and draw smokestacks on her placemat. She had a dwindling grace and a faith in the industry that never really made sense to me. While we were combing the place trying to come up with the funds for some phone number friend and some idling car, she said this probably isn't where I see myself forever. But for now, it's pretty much where we are. I never really argued with her basic observations I wasn't super into confrontation back then. I was mostly just about sitting by the window, 
Watching the flag in the front just twisting and twisting and twisting. We map where we bend by the scars on our skin. We can only sing the songs we've been taught to. Rachel always recommended messing with the settings. She said it's better than settling for whatever they give you. Somehow it feels like I'm riding a train I'm not on. Rachel was practical. She always carried matches. She said she didn't have habits, the rituals. She threw salt over her shoulder when they rang for last orders. She held her breath when she got up from the table. And it never really mattered that she was 12 years older, except for when we talked about the 1980s. Because I was still showing up to modern European history while she was trying to hold on to her baby. Started out teasing me, calling me her partner in crime, because neither one of us were supposed to be in the taverns. I had a suspended license and a court case coming up, and the judge said he was seeing some patterns. She said, at sundown it feels like I'm riding a train I'm not on, that all-in-one sensation of speeding and sinking. Friday's making eyes at guys cashing their checks and other forms of magical thinking. They pulled me over five minutes from home, went off to the workhouse for 38 days. When I got out, I drove out to my brothers in Denver. He got me a job at the golf course. I decided to stay there. I heard she'd been living off more of the same that she got with that guy that took IDs at the door. Must have been last winter when I finally tried to text her. The number I had didn't go through anymore. So I was a little bit surprised when Sam got in touch, asked if I could be here, told me what did it. It's my first trip back after eight years in Denver. I drove in from the west. The city looks different now. All those luxury lofts that they built in the old factories reminded me of her faith in the industry. Rachel did her best with the deal she'd been dealt. And that's what I've got for her eulogy.
Craig Finn, and a song that feels perfectly overwhelming, his storytelling and that refrain. Craig Finn is, of course, from The Hold Steady. The song Messing with the Settings is from his new solo album, A Legacy of Rentals, which is out on May 20th. Danny Mack is the moniker of Bailey Barrett. She grew up in Lubbock, Texas, with a mom who sang in a church. At age 24, she got a dream deal with a Grammy-winning producer. But that dream didn't turn out so well. These days, her musical partner is Chris Reagan, and here they are to take us to a song called Someday. Hi, I'm Bailey. And I'm Chris. And we're Danny Mack. Someday is a love song, of course, uh, but it is ironic. And when I first wrote it, I did not know that it would be ironic. But I honestly think that added an extra layer to the song that made it a little bit more um, cool to me. I could just be telling myself that, but I'll talk about that with my therapist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Chris and I, this is the first song that we like got to produce completely ourselves. And um, we did it all in his tiny little closet <laughs> and uh, threw a bunch of ideas up against a wall and scratched a lot of ideas and... You know, we ended up with this, and I'm really proud of it. I think it encompasses a lot of, like, what I was feeling at the time. You know, it's about love and denial and the blissfulness of that and letting go of something that's hard to let go of. And it's got these high falsettos, these distorted guitars, hope and fear, and I'm pretty proud of it. And uh, I remember finishing it and just being like, hell yeah. Forming from my brand new shoes. I don't mind walking if I had to choose. I go with you.
Danny Mac and their song called Someday. I'll take us out on something sonically different from everything else on today's show. It's by the Medicine Singers, and it's music that melds the sounds of traditional powwow with some blistering textures. Some of those contributing to that sound include guitarist Jonathan Gatt, also members of the band Swans, including Thor Harris, the ambient artist Laraji, and Ryan Olson of Gangs. He produced a song I'm going to play called Daybreak. Daybreak is sung in a dialect of the Eastern Algonquin that only 10 people fluently speak. And I have a member of the Eastern Medicine Singers to give us insight to this most unusual collaboration. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. Kwekwe Tops. I am Darrell Black Eagle Jameson, Clan Chief of the Pocasset Wampanoag Tribe of the Poconocet Nation and the Director of the Eastern Medicine Singers. This song, Daybreak, was made with the approval of our teacher, Donald Three Bears Fisher, last speaker of the Seekonk Wampanoag Tribe. This song is a preservation of a dying Massachusetts dialect of the East Algonquin that was spoken in New England. Daybreak is made as a prayer of thanks at the first light to the Creator. The Daybreak song was inspired by the power of sunrise and the experience of sounds of nature at daybreak. Medicine Singers brings together a composure of one of my most powerful written songs in my language. It is basically means, I welcome the beautiful good morning. I am honoring the clans of my people, the eagle, the bear, the beaver, and the turtle. We are thanking the Creator for all my relations at the rising of the sun.
Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.